We're going to start out in Mark chapter 5 and verse 21 through 24, talking about the Father. And, you know, I just love, I just love dads. You know, one of the things I want to say to you dads this morning is you're under attack. I talked about this last Father's Day, but I want to say it again because it's like every time we turn around, fathers are under attack. Your masculinity is under attack. Uh, you know, uh, who you are as a person and who you should be and you should, you know, this the idea that we're supposed to kind of bow down and, and uh, we can't shoot guns or we can't, you know, we can't be rah-rah, you know, we can't work out and, and get buff and all these things because, oh, that's, that's not cool. As a matter of fact, when you watch television, the sad thing is most of the commercials on TV are dad, it shows the dad as some bumbling, stupid idiot. I mean, the, the, the sitcoms. Do you see a sitcom where you got an intelligent, smart dad? No. And I have nothing wrong with intelligent, smart mothers. But let me tell you something. God is a great father himself. And I want to encourage you today. I want to lift you up today as a father. And I know that sometimes as dads, we look at ourselves and we feel like we haven't done enough. I know if you're like me, you feel like I haven't done enough, or I did something wrong, you know, when your kids mess up and they make a mistake, oh, it must be my fault. And I know another, another dad that's that way sometimes and uh, was on the road a lot during his life, and, uh, you know, he, he feels like maybe he did something wrong during that time. But, you know, I tell him, I say, look at your kids today. They love you. They know that what you were doing was, was what you were doing was for the family. You, you meant Bend it for the family. You weren't trying to be away from them. You weren't trying to stay away from them, but you love them, and, and they see that back. And sometimes I know the kids don't know how to show that love back. They get to a certain age, and it takes a while. But remember yourself at one point. You may have had a little bit difficult time showing love back to, to, to your parents. But just, just keep on believing that if you raise them right, if you're there for them, and if you're there for them today, if you're there for them today, no matter what you've done in the past, if you show them the love, that eventually, I believe, that that's reciprocal. They're, it's going to come back, and you're going to see that, and you're going to rejoice. And I want to encourage you as a father this morning. I want to say, you are great. I want you to, if you, don't, if you don't hear anything else I say this morning in the message, I want you to walk out of here and go, man, I am great. I am great. I'm a good dad. I am great. And I want you to walk out of here believing that. And, you know, I think what's really interesting about fathers is, you know, the, the picture that I chose for, for this morning is a dad holding his, his young infant child. And I think that most fathers, whether they show it or not, they feel that way. Most fathers, um, they, 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 they care about their kids. And like I said, sometimes dads, we can be a little bit gruff, a little bit rough. And I think about some things, you know, even as my children are still not, not, not old, they're still young. But I think about some ways I've, I've been in the past and I go, man, I just don't want to be that way. Because it wasn't the proper way to be. It was just me, you know, being authoritarian, you know, because, hey, I've got a deep voice. I'm a big guy. You know, you're going to do what I say, you know. But, and I think it's some of those times that maybe if I would have just asked a little bit nicer, if I would have just been a little, had, had a little bit smoother voice about it and a little bit nicer uh, attitude about it, they probably would have done it anyway. But sometimes, you know, as dads, we feel like we've got to push it out there. But I believe that also deep inside of us is that we love we love our children, and we want to show that, and, and that's why I picked that, that picture uh, for, the, for the image this morning, for the message. Mark chapter 5, verse 21 through 24, here's what he says. And I think that this shows it right here. 
Jesus got in the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake and where a large crowd gathered around him to the, on the shore. Then a leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, arrived. And when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. And Jesus went with him, and all the people followed, crowding around him. So first off, I want us to see that we ha- there, here's this dad, and he comes to Jesus. Notice, he didn't send somebody else. You know, it's sad that in church, the men kind of get the, the raw end of the deal a lot of times because a lot of times churches are full of women. Because the women, it, let's be honest, okay, the women seek out help a lot quicker than guys do, right? You know, guys, uh, you've been lost before, and you're like, I don't need to ask directions. I can figure this out. And the woman's saying, just stop at the gas station. Just stop over here. You're like, no, I know how. I can, I can find my way. And now, let me tell you something. There, it is true. They took mice, they took male mice and female mice, and they put them in a maze, and the male mice found their way out quicker than the women did, okay? So we can applaud ourselves. We can pat ourselves on the back, all right? So we can find our way out. But there was a, there was a movie or sitcom or something, I can't remember, a long time ago, a while back, and the guy was just, he was determined to not ask for directions. Oh, that's what it was. It was Tim Allen. That's what it was, home improvement. He wouldn't ask for directions. They had a pregnant woman in the car, and they were going to, I think they were going to a, uh, um, to a wedding on top of that, and um, Heidi was pregnant in the car, and he would not ask for directions, and he, he ended up two or three times at this gas station, at the same gas station. It was snowing. It's getting worse. All the, he, kept, he kept on ending up at this gas station. They ended up having to deliver the baby at this gas station. It was It was crazy. But it, it's kind of funny because we, we do do that sometimes, guys. We don't want to ask for help. And so women do want to ask for help. But this dad, when it came to his child, when it came to Jarius, he didn't ask the mom to go. He didn't ask somebody who was serving him to go because he was a leader in a synagogue. People would have done for him whatever he asked. You know, he didn't do that, but he went himself. At this point, it wasn't about him. It was about, I don't want my little daughter to die. And I believe that us fathers, I believe that we have that attitude in us, that God has instilled that in us. Mark, and then let's continue, Mark 5, 35 through 36 there. He says, and while he was still speaking to her, messengers, um, he was talking about, let me, he was talking to the woman who had an issue of blood. And so Jesus, he says, while Jesus was still speaking to her, so things had slowed down, the crowd had gathered around, and they, had, they weren't getting there quick enough. But notice the dad never left Jesus. He waited. He says, while he was still speaking, her messengers arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue, and they told him, don't worry about it, your daughter's dead, so stop troubling the teacher now. Jesus overheard them, and I could just think what Jairus was thinking in his head. My daughter's dead. But you know, the great thing is what we talked about this morning. You are great. You do miracles. So great. There's no one else like you. He was standing next to Jesus. Get this that the woman who had an issue of blood had just reached and touched his garment and had been healed. He had just saw a miracle happen. And so I think Jerry is, think about this, guys. If we'll get close to Jesus, get this. If we'll get close like Jarius was close to Jesus at this point, he just saw this healing happen. I believe Jarius, when he saw that, he, his faith was even being increased even more. He's going, no, man, this, this, this guy's the real deal. He's the real deal. And here comes this word, this negative word, your daughter is dead. But I think inside Jarius was like, wait a minute. 
I've been hanging out with Jesus, trying to get there, and the crowds are flocking around him. I just saw a woman who had been sick with, with an ailment for 12 years, an issue of blood for 12 years, and she was healed. See, he was close to Jesus. Guys, if we get close to Jesus and we'll realize that we can be masculine and that we can be, yeah, this is who we are, <laughs> you know. We can do this. We can be who we want. We can be the, the, the strong and the powerful that still be close to Jesus, that things can happen, that miracles can happen. I don't know what's going on in your life with your kids or with other people, and you may be down and out, and you may be like things just aren't working out the way they want to. Maybe it's a job situation or something else. But just get closer and closer to Jesus and, and just live on that faith. One of the reasons we come to church is to be encouraged in our faith in the Lord. That's one of the reasons we come. It's a way of us getting closer to Jesus. But the word says, Jesus overheard and said to Jairus. See, Jesus turned to Jairus. He didn't talk to the crowd. Jesus turned to Jairus and says, Jairus, don't be afraid. Just have faith. You see, if, if Jairus had went on home, think about this. If he had left Jesus aside and said, I'll go on home and I'll wait and hopefully the answer shows up. If he had went home, he wouldn't have been beside Jesus for Jesus to say, Jairus, don't be afraid. I got this. See, and that's what we need to do. We, guys, we don't need to walk away from Jesus, okay? We, we don't need to walk away from him. See, sometimes, I, I talked about this last week, sometimes we can do it all in ourselves. That's the kind of people some of us are. I can do this. Then we hurt our back, right? Because <laughs> we lift something we're not supposed to lift, right? Oh, oh, my goodness, you know. The older I get, and I'm only 40, but the older I get, I lift something, I go, hmm, if I do it this way, it'll be a lot easier. Where in the past, I just throw it up over my shoulder and be like, nah, it's going to be fine. But if we get close to Jesus and stop trying to do it all on our own, we'll go, we'll, we'll go back and take care of this and maybe Jesus will show up. But instead, we'll get close to him and say, wait a minute. And how do we get close to him? Well, one of the ways is we read our word. One of the ways is we pray. Another way is we spend time with other Christians who have faith and who are filled with the Spirit and who know that God can do great, amazing, and mighty things. Those are some ways we can do it. Not hanging out by ourselves watching football. And football's not bad. Don't get me wrong. I like a little bit of Razorback football, okay? But it's, it's, it's about hanging out together and, and reading the Word and sticking around people and sticking around the Word and praying to the one who hears our every need. And see, Jarius was hanging out with Jesus. He stood next to Jesus even when the crowd got around. See, it wasn't too big for him because he needed a miracle. Some, you may need a miracle. Hang close to Jesus so that you can hear him, and he'll say, don't be afraid. Dad, don't be afraid. I got, I got this taken care of. Don't be afraid. I'm going to take care of it for you. Just have faith in me. And then uh, verse 38 through 42, he says, When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw much commotion and weeping and wailing. He went inside and asked, Why all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead. She's only sleeping. And the crowd laughed at him, but he made them all leave. And he took the girl's father and mother, his three disciples, into the room where the girl was lying. Notice what Jesus did. He, took, he, he got the people away that had the unbelief. See, Dad, don't. sometimes you may just need to get away from those people who are saying, ah, it's not going to work out. Or maybe that person just that negative, that negative Nelly at work who's always nee, 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 saying negative stuff. 
Well, you know, if you did this and if you did that, you know, if they did, just, can, can I say something? Just being around negative people will make, make things negative, make things hard to believe in. It really will. That's, that's why there are self-help people out there. Because it is true, when you're positive, life becomes a little bit different. It, the roses are a little bit redder, right? Or whatever color you like of rose, you know, they're all different colors. The sun shines a little bit brighter. But when you get around that negative Nelly, and if you're around them a lot and you hear that negative, 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 you know what? A blue sky can turn turn start looking a little bit darker. So, so Jesus says, no, no, we're going to get all these people out. Sometimes you may just have to get some of these people out of your life and say, you know what, I can't hang out with you anymore. If you're going to be that kind of a person, I need to hang out with people who are going to encourage me, who are going to strengthen me, who are going to be beside me who even though I'm a guy, maybe I need to shed a tear once in a while, and they're not going to judge me for that. They're not going to laugh at me about that. And when I say that God's going to do something amazing, I need somebody who agrees with me on that. That says, you know what? You're right. I'm praying for this miracle. You're right. That God's going to do it. For, I believe I'm going to stand with you. See, sometimes we get around those people, and then we start having, having problems with that faith in us. So Jesus made them leave. But he brought the father and the mother and his three disciples, who he was close to here, brought them in the room. He brought people in who all agreed together. The mom and the dad, the dad evidently had faith because he never left Jesus' side. And the mom, you know, she wanted her daughter to live. And these three disciples, they've been hanging out with Jesus. They knew what Jesus could do. And they weren't going to be surprised. And they, then they went into the room, and he held the little girl's hand, and he says, Talitha, home, which means little girl, get up. And the girl who was 12 years old immediately stood up and walked around, and they were overwhelmed and totally amazed. You can be amazed because you want to do it on your own. It's okay to be amazed. Jarius was amazed. It's amazing what God can do for you. It's amazing how he can work in your life, and he can work in your children's lives, and he can work in those situations. You are a great dad. You are a great dad, and you need to tell yourself that. And listen when your wife tells you that you're a great dad. It's true. Because I'm, I'm telling you, we, don't, we need to push away those negative thoughts, and let's go towards Jesus. Luke chapter 15, verse 11 through 24 tells us the story of the prodigal son. It says, Jesus told him a story, a man who had two sons, the younger of it, come to his father and said, hey, I want everything before you die. I want everything that, that I'm supposed to get before you die. So the father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. And a few days later, the son packed his bags and he moved away and he wasted all of his money on wild living. About the time his money ran out and the great famine swooped over the land, he became a slave, uh, began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him and the man sent him into the field to feed the pigs and he was so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one would give him anything. Then he came to his senses. See, sometimes we've got to come to our senses, guys. He came to his senses. He said, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I'm dying of hunger. If I'll go home to my father and tell him that I've sinned against heaven and against him, and no longer will, uh, and no longer being worthy to call, be called his son, that he will take me in as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming, and filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said, Father, I have sinned against you in heaven, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But instead, the father called his servants and says, Bring the finest robe in the house, put it on him, get a ring, put it on his finger, sandals on his feet, kill the, the fatted calf, 
We must celebrate with a feast, for the Son of Mine is dead and now returned to life. He is lost, but now he is found. So the party began. That's why I like the New Living Translation. <laughs> it's just straight to the point. So the party began. You see, when, we, when, when Jesus died on the cross, John chapter 3, verse 16 says that God did this for us. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Gave his only son for us. He so loved the world. He gave his only son to us so that we could have eternal life. See, that is what is so great. And, and when, we, when we talk about the, the story of the, the, the prodigal son, he came home, and it's just like us. We come home to the Lord, and sometimes we're dirty. Hey, when he got home, he hadn't taken a shower. He couldn't, have, he couldn't afford to eat. He hadn't taken a bath. But he came down, and you know, the thing about the father is, and you're a father, you know when your child's coming, you look it down the road, and you'd say, hey, that, yeah, that's my kid right there. See, that's the way the Lord is, too. He's saying, yeah, that's my kid right there. And then the father ran to the son. You notice this? The father ran to the son. It wasn't vice versa. See, we think that we have to be the one that always has to run to the father. But the father ran to the son. Just like you, when your child hurts themselves, you run to your child. You run to help your child out. See, that's the God that we serve. That's the father. He runs to us. He wants to be close to us. You know, it's been said, if you're not close to God, then look who moved. It wasn't God. God didn't move. See, we're the ones, we're the ones who move away from God. We're the ones who move away from the Father, not vice versa. He doesn't leave us. Just as you wouldn't, wouldn't leave your kid, but you can run. You say, I love you. That's what the Father did for us. He says, I love you so much. I sent my, my only son. And the Bible says that when we come to Jesus and we believe and we have faith and we acknowledge him, then guess what? Then we become heirs and join heirs with Jesus. We become sons and daughters of God. You got that? So if you've ever come to Jesus, you've become a son. you become a daughter of God. And so this morning, I want us to rejoice in fatherhood. I want us to rejoice in those dads and say, Dad, you're great, just like our father is great. And we just want to be like our father, right? We just want to have a love like he has. We want to be able to run to our kids, and we want to be able to love on our kids. We want to give them wisdom, and when our kids are hurting and, and, and lonely, we're the ones who will stick close to Jesus and say, hey, Jesus, I need you to come help my kids out, no matter what your age. Your kids don't have to be 5, 10, 15. They can be 50, and you can still stick close to Jesus and say, my child needs some help right now, Lord. Yeah, I know moms can do it too, but dads, we can do it. We can be like the Father. Let's pray this morning, can we? Lord, we just want to thank you for an opportunity to come into your house and to worship you this morning. And God, I just pray for our dads this morning, and I just pray love over their lives. I pray for peace over their lives. I pray for understanding over their lives. Lord, I pray that they will get close to you, Lord, that they will be drawn to you, Lord, that they will say, I want more of Jesus. I want more of Jesus. I want to be close to you, God, because I want to have that faith. I want to have that faith that, that can move mountains. And I want to have that faith in you because if I have that faith in you, Lord, I, I can see things change. I can be the father that you've called me to be. Lord, that's what I want for us this morning.
That's what I want for us this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. I give you glory and I give you honor and I give you praise in this place this morning for who you are, Father. This morning, can we just do that? Where you're at, will you just thank him? Will you thank God for what he's done in your life and for the Father that he's been in your life? Thank, thank him for sending his only son so that we could be his sons and daughters this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. No matter who we are, no matter what we've went through, oh, thank you, Lord. It's because of your love that we're changed. We thank you, that. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray today, God, Lord, as we leave this place this morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray, pray that all of our fathers, Lord, Lord, that they're just going to enjoy this day. Lord, I pray that people will come up to them and will encourage them. Lord, will shake their hands, high-five them. I pray that people will just love on them and let them know how important they are. We need great godly fathers Lord, fathers who are willing to come back when they've made a mistake and say, God, I'm sorry. Fathers who are willing to pray for their kids and to get close to Jesus so that their kids can have miracles in their life. Those are the kind of fathers that we need. And so, Lord, I pray that today, God, that you'll encourage each of our fathers, Lord. We thank you for it. And we praise you for it. Jesus, you're so good. We honor you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.